Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, how one gay social media app is embracing diaper lovers, what to do if you need to make a change mid-flight on a plane, plus I sit down with one pup to learn how to let go and let dog. This week in Newsies News, Recon, the gay fetish app for men, has added ABDL to its list of interests. The announcement featured Crib the Rebel. Crib wrote on Twitter, quote, Major shoutouts to Little Sogpup for being on top of this and for ABU for carrying this kink into more and more spaces, unquote. The new interest on Recon is sponsored by ABU. Little Sogpup, who is the official communications pup for ABU, spearheaded the addition. If you would like to add ABDL to your Recon profile, just go to my account, edit interest, add ABDL, and click save. It's so easy, a babe could do it. Also in Newsies News, Puddle Scouts in the Chicagoland area is hosting two events this month. A field trip on Monday, January 16th, and a crinkle crawl on Friday, January 27th. In California, Pup Fenrir is hosting a pup night on Sunday, January 29th at Patty's. I will have more information on these events in the show notes. If you have an event you want mentioned on the podcast, message me on Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby. This week in Newsy's Niche, Flying While Padded. I bring this topic up because Crinkle Cowboy on Instagram posted to their story, quote, I am boarding a nine-hour flight soon and padded. If I needed to change mid-flight, should I just throw away my diaper in the bathroom trash, or should I warn the flight attendant beforehand, or should I hold on to it until the end of the flight, unquote. I posted this question in a poll on Twitter and 61% of you said, throw it away in the trash bin. Nearly 27% of you said bring a bag and take it, and nearly 10% of you said ask a flight attendant. Pup Eros, who is a flight attendant, recommended to put it in the lavatory trash bin. They said if it doesn't fit, ask an attendant for a trash bag and throw it away in the terminal. I hope this helps, and thank you for flying Newsy's Air. This week in Newsy's Nook, I have been dabbling in my pup side and have started to go to more events. One event I went to recently was Pup Fenrir's pup event in Ventura, California. While I was there, I met Temper, who to me was literally the embodiment of a pup. He looked so carefree, playful, and his eyes were just so expressive. After I got to talking with him, I was amazed to find that he had only been a pup for a couple months. I knew I had to get him into Newsy's Nook and talk about how to let go and let dog. I mean, because when I met you during that night, I was obsessed with how at ease you were, right? Like, you know how sometimes you meet pups at events and they're very, like, shy and they, you know, they want to get into it. Right. But there's that little bit of shyness to it. But to you, I was honestly like, this person was a pup in a past life because <laughs> your eyes were just so energetic. They were, like, moving all over the place. You were very playful with everyone. I mean, where do you think that comes from i mean do you is it a sense of i'm letting go is it a sense of no inhibitions i have nothing to lose i mean do you know where it comes from or what what it what it is i guess for me i i I kind of take it as a wholehearted approach if i'm going to be a puppy i'm going to wholeheartedly be a 
a puppy. I'm not going to think about, oh, my, I've got bills at home. i got to worry about this. That is my human side. My human side doesn't exist for that time. I'm one that's, as some people may know, is nonverbal. When I go into total headspace, I don't even talk. Everything is communicated through whimpers, barks, growls. And for me, it's exactly that. It's my disconnect. It's I get to just be a puppy and think what puppies think. It's love, scritches, happiness, and playing. That's all I'm worried about, and that's exactly what you see is, and that's why everybody's like, you're so approachable. How is it? I'm like, because I'm basically just a puppy that happens to walk around on two feet and be six foot tall. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like for most people that is very hard. I know for me personally, you know, going into a little's headspace or, you know, even a pup headspace, it's so hard to separate like, crap, I have to go to work tomorrow. Is there any advice you would give to a pup or a little or basically anyone in a kink? How do you separate, how do you separate, I need to be adult self versus I need to be, I get to be kink self? It's that, for me, it's that age old saying, all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. If you spend all your time as a human, it's going to get boring and it's going to get stressful and eventually you're just going to get burnt out on it. So everybody needs that time to just disconnect, whether some people play video games, some people like to go to the bar and drink, some people like to be puppies. Whatever it is that you like to do, you got to take that time for yourself. And it's hard because life can get stressful, That's but that's exactly why you need to do it is to take the step back so all that stuff stacking on can you can take a step back from all of it and go wait a minute it's not that bad just breathe be a puppy for a night a weekend whatever you can justify go be a human on monday go deal with all that other stuff on monday but on friday and saturday be a puppy go live your best life play with a ball chase that stick chase the squirrel whatever it is that makes you happy what is your favorite activity to do while you're a pup aggravate my handler <laughs> I have way too much fun doing it. Cue the stairs from the background. <laughs> uh, that's adorable. Uh, let's go in. So, you know, when we were talking before and you said once you put on the mask and you're crying and you're like, this is me. You've done a lot since January, January 5th of this of 2022. I mean, you've ran for a title. You have a handler. You're now a go-go, go-go pup. I mean, let's go into that. What made you, First, what made you want to run for a title in your first year of being a pup? I had, from coming in, from the time I came into the community, I had several people who had mentioned, they're like, exactly what you're talking about earlier, like, you're just so approachable, and this just comes so natural. You would think you've been a puppy for years, and you've barely been a puppy for months. Um, I don't know why it's came so natural. I don't know how it's came so natural. So when I saw the title pop up, I think it was on Instagram, if I remember correctly, and I went, what the heck? Yeah, sure. Why not? Just for craps and giggles, the worst they're going to do is say no, and I'll run again next year. Sent the application, and two days later, had completely forgot about it, didn't think nothing of it, and I get this email, L.A. Pup, come to you, been accepted, and I was like, dude, wait, wait a minute, what? Hold well, on. damn. Um, and I actually looked at my handler at the time, and I went, um, you're not going to believe this. But I actually got accepted into the L.A. Pup Contest as one of the title or possible title holders. And he's like, wait, huh? You've only been in this three, four months at the time. I'm like, I don't know, but apparently it happened. <laughs> and what did you think? Like, what did you think of your run? I w- kind of the same mentality I have to being a puppy. And it was just like I told everybody when I ran this year. I'm like, 
the title will be great and all. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to change anything. I'm still going to be the same lovable puppy. I'm still going to go out and raise awareness for the community. I'm still going to be the big dumb husky that everybody loves and sees at the mosh. Nothing's going to change. The title just gives me a name that I can say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. It just makes it a little easier. You know, I'm pr- I I have to bet that you probably get a lot of people coming. I, well, you even said that, you know, people say that you're, you know, you're just, just so into this. Do people ever ask you kind of like, give me, give me a tip, give me a, give me something that I'm allowed to, can I do that too? You know, a tip to fully let go or a tip to fully be puppy. What do you say to them? Don't think about it. As weird as that may sound to some people, because if you think about it, when puppies do things, they don't think about it. They just think, what am I going to get out of this? Am I going to catch that ball? Am I going to catch that stick, that car, whatever it is? And they go for it. Take that same mentality. If you think, hey, me being a puppy and going and jumping in that mosh pit, barking and playing with that squeaky toy is going to let me disconnect from all my stresses of life, why not give it a shot? What do you what do you stand to lose? You have everything to gain. Right. So you were telling me before the interview that you had this, this while you were running, this fantasy. Can you tell me about this fantasy that you had? <laughs> so... When they gave us the rules in the contest and everything, for the contest, they said, here's what the rules are for your fantasy scene. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. How am I going to come up with this? And then of all of it, the biggest clause at the bottom, and it must be something a puppy would do being puppy-themed. That's where it got really tricky is anybody can come up with a fantasy scene, but then you got to throw that in there that's something a puppy would typically do. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I go... Just be a puppy. It seems simple, but just be a puppy. And I literally took that opportunity and ended up telling my story, which was meeting my handler, kind of giving a little bit of my background in the military and everything, and leading up to me running in the title, and then capping it off with, hey, here's how I'm going to show it's the puppy side. And he takes me up in front of him, and I go through, I think, what, five commands that we went through? And then they absolutely loved it. And after the fact, we got pulled off to the side, and they were like, you got a perfect fantasy score scene because wow. it's what we wanted to see. The others were great. They were theatrical. They had a lot of flair and pop to them, but they were like, you embodied what we wanted, which was just be a puppy and do something a puppy would do. So wait, you just stood up there and he gave you commands and that that was the whole fantasy? I basically went into headspace and said nothing the entire time. And he, I was sitting on all fours the entire time. I did not do anything unless, as a service pup, I do not do anything unless he tells me. And I did exactly every command to the letter to the T because obviously a good boy is going to be on his best behavior at a performance like that. So I'm going to do exactly what he said throw a little bit of cutesy there at the end. I think it was put your paws up and he acts like he shoots me and play into the cutesy thing, jumping up, run off of the squeaky toy. So you had that every little bit of it and they were like, and the judges said that's what was so great about it. And it was natural. It didn't felt forced. You just went out there and were you. For those that weren't there, give me like three commands that he gave you. So we had, I think it was sit, um, sit, uh, present, and then pause up. Wow, that, you're right. This is so simple, but yet, <laughs> wow, okay. And they loved it. It's. I was honestly, and I told him before we went and did it, I was like, I'm afraid it might be too simple. 
And then after the fact, when they're like, no, it was perfect because it's what we wanted to see. It's an L.A. Pup title, right? It should be things a puppy do. And I was like, oh, crap. So I was right on the point. I was just overthinking it like the human side of me does. Right. <laughs> do you find that a lot? I feel like I would get, I get the sense of like there's a lot of people who are in Kings that overthink it. But it seems like the people that do it, not saying there's a better or worse way of doing Kings, right. but it seems like. The most appealing way is when you just totally let everything go. Do you find that that's, that's what you see? Yeah. The, the most comfortable I've been is within the last couple months of finding my handler and everything. That he, And he's told me, he goes, just be yourself. If it feels good and you want to do it, do it. Or at least try it. That's the only way you're going to know if you like it. And if you don't like it, cool. If you, if you like it, go out and do it again. Try it some more. Who knows? You might not like it the next time. But just do it. Don't think about it. Just go for it. Worst case scenario, you don't like it. Best case scenario, hey, you found something new you're into. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, it's very, at least I would think it's very rare to find a handler in your first year of being a pup. I mean, how did, how did you find your handler? <laughs> and those that don't know, his handler is Pup Fenrir, who, <laughs> who hosts the Pup Nights in Ventura. So not only... Does he find a handler? He literally finds, like, the handler <laughs> that runs, like, the only pup night in Ventura. I mean, let's, let's, let's put that on the board for a second. <laughs> so, and we actually laughed because we were talking about this a couple nights ago. So, me and him are both known for one particular thing. Oh. We both love weed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Who doesn't love weed? Okay, keep going. I'm, I'm here for it. He has his vape, and it was clogging. I will never forget this because we still laugh about it to this day. And, and I had my vape, and I went to stand in the corner by the bullet at Chewy's event. Okay. And I'm sitting there smoking my vape, and I noticed he was having a problem. And we just struck up a conversation, and that whole conversation was started with, Hey, you mind if I hit your vape? Mine's clogged. That's literally what started the relationship that it is today of actually becoming a full-blown boyfriend-handler uh, couple. Oh and it God. all started with, hey, you want some weed? <laughs> I love that. I love that because, like, right, everyone's like, oh, where'd you find your boyfriend? Oh, on Grinder. Yours is literally like, you want to get high? It's like, I was at a puppy mosh trying to get high. <laughs> That's so adorable. I love that. And it just grew from there. And it's grown into now... He literally, thanks to him, was like the puppy go-go thing you were asking about earlier. He's one of the uh, other go-go's that he's good friends with. Was like, so you were talking about you were interested in it. You want to give it a shot? And he's like, well, why don't you go for it? Gave it, gave it a shot, and fell in love with it. Were you a dancer before? Nope. Honestly, I don't think I can dance. And apparently, from what I've been told, you don't have to. You just got to be able to be sexy. I'm like, oh, I can flirt. That's easy. <laughs> you're like sure i can do this. i can do that part <laughs> well like okay like just out of because i can't dance mm -hmm. for crap <laughs> but if you were going to give like a tip to someone that's like you know what i want to live my go-go fantasy what tip would you give them i'm going to give the exact tip that i was given by the that same go-go that gave me the advice feel the music if you especially if you have a good dj that's really on par with their music and on the point you will literally just start feeling it and start doing stuff. Because there's some of the pictures and videos I was like, I didn't even know I could move like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Um, that's, wow. That, no, that's amazing. Let's talk about, you know, let's also talk about Fenrir's um, 
pub nights. When he came to you and he was like, I'm going to start a pub night, what was your reaction? What do you need? Aw, that's so what, cute. Like, what do you need? What can I do to help? Because, I mean, that's what the whole basis of the community is. We're here to help each other. And, like I said, I mean, having no clue that it was going to blossom into a relationship, I just, that was a great friend even from that moment was just, hey, we were absolutely really close friends, just hit it off. We really got along well, jived well. So that's why I was like, oh, heck yeah. And for me at the time, I was living actually closer to his event than living down in L.A. where I am now. So it was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll drive an hour to your event. I'm already driving almost three down to other events, so of course. Right, because I remember when the night we met, we were we were we were bonding over how we have to drive very long distances mm-hmm. just to go to Chewy's event. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah, you're right there with me. It's, it's a couple hours. It's like good grief. Yeah, it's but that's fun. why I'm, when he's like an hour, pff, I'm up. Sign me up. You're like wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure this event goes as well as humanly possible, or as pup possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. You find a handler, but a very cute photo that you have on your Instagram is when you finally got collared. Can you talk about that moment? Kind of like where I put in the caption is anybody who's gone through the three the three moments I'm about to describe to you, they can give you the exact dates because they're huge in a puppy's life, like monumental almost, is the first day that they get their hood, January 5th for me. I'll never forget that one. The day that they get their collar, November the 29th, and then the day that, or sorry, that would have been November the 24th, and then the day that they find their handler, which will be November the 29th for me. And that's, those are days that your life completely changes because it does not come off. I mean, that, the lock is there for a reason, and it says a lot even in the community itself that people are like, oh, for one, stay away. <laughs> mm-hmm. But two, somebody has seen enough commitment, and for me, it's a trust thing. Anybody who's got a collar put on them knows that as a handler, they're putting their whole trust into you so much so that they will put a lock on you to say, you are mine, I am putting this, putting that on you, and I'm putting my trust and faith in you. So if someone doesn't know, what is... What is, what is the significance of being collared? At least, right, you, you kind of touched upon how it's a level of commitment, it's a level of trust. But if someone didn't understand what being collared meant, how would you describe it? I would describe it almost, it's almost like a wedding ring in a way. That, a kinky wedding ring. Right, it'd be, exactly, a kinky wedding ring. Actually, I'm going to have to start using that. <laughs> but that, that's actually 100% accurate because it's a sign of trust. It's a sign of faith. I mean, people don't just throw wedding rings on. That takes a lot of time, trust, earn, well. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> but, and that's, that's exactly the way I look at it for that reason. Is it's, or that's, I guess, the best way to describe that is uh-huh. a kinky wedding ring. <laughs> Aww. And do you find that, I guess I guess what I want to ask is, it would be one thing if he just asked you, like, hey, could I be your handler, mm-hmm. or hey, can I be your boyfriend, but he did put the collar on you, so does that make the relationship stronger, does it make it more, not saying the, the, la- the previous is not as meaningful, but right. like, does it make it more... So we both believe in what's called the old guard way, which is technically the first time that we went out as a puppy couple, he put my gear on me, which those photos are on Instagram. When a collar is put on, 
it, you do not put it on yourself the old guard way. They put it on because that's literally them telling you publicly, I am speaking for you, you are mine, that sort of thing. So does it mean anything? I guess it's the way you look at it. For us personally, yes, it does. Does it make any less significant if you put it on yourself because you'd prefer to do it that way? No, not really. It's more of a personal thing. I guess it's if you believe in the new or the old guard, really. And it hasn't come off since that date. It comes off to shower. To shower. And that's literally it. And that's under his explicit direction and permission. And then you also brought up that, so does he also put your gear, so the gear we see you in at events, he also puts on and curates for you? That is, that goes back, that's that same thing with the old guard thing. The first time is a must with a puppy and a handler interaction. Uh Anytime after that, for me, it just helps me go into headspace. When I know we're going to be going to a mosh, it just kind of starts those wheels in motion to have him go, all right, puppy, let's get dressed. Put the harness on, put the hood on, put the collar on, start tying the bandanas on. It starts triggering those wheels, and it'll get that stuff in motion to where there's been times where he's done it, and driving there, I have literally been hanging my head out the window with my hood on, windsurfing, and not even realized I was doing it until I realized he's staring at me with the same smile he's got on his face now. That, like, that's headspace right there. And the, the happiness that it brings other people, too, is so much fun in and of itself, too. Fenrir, can I bring you into Newsies Nook to ask you two questions? <laughs> Yay, he's coming in. <laughs> I just want to ask, you know, tell me the, you know, you said that, you know, it was so meaning, it was meaningful for him to be collared, but why, what made you choose it? I mean, was it just like, he's mine, I need to make sure no one else touches him, or? So. When it came to collaring Temper, I first handled Temper at LA Pup. And then after that, we became really close and I, we started um, we started actually wanting to do that more often. And uh-huh. he actually said, he says, I would be honored if you would be my handler. So he actually asked me to be his handler. Um when it came down to collaring him, it was just kind of a big moment because um, I I ordered it. It was, it was you know custom his colors, so I had a little time to say. Literally kinky engagement ring. What you're describing <laughs> is literally like the process you go through to get an engagement ring. But anyway, keep going. And so during the time that it was being made and coming over, and then I I hung on to it for like maybe about a month all the way coming up, and then I've just said, you know what, I'm going to do it at the Slosh. I'm going to do it in front of um, our friends. So I'm going to do it early in the Slosh, and I'm going to have my friend Jamie Kaufman, with Jamie Kaufman's photography, uh-huh. um, actually take the pictures to do it. So that he got the video that my friend Victor took, who's um, one of our Go-Go's, and then Jamie, who is the actual photographer, took... Um, took the other pictures and so it just it just felt very natural to want to do it and he also asked me to be his boyfriend like two days before so he kind of beat me to the punch on that part you're like fine i'll be your boyfriend but i'm gonna call you ha i got you you. supposed to wait on that (laughs) (laughs) and then let's you know i i mean i don't know your guys's role but does is there does it set in stone your both roles i mean like does it now solidify like you are now the handler and he is now the service pup because yeah it's it's very much that um we do 
and we've done very good at this, we do separate our personal relationship from our pup handler relationship because I'm a big proponent as we need to work on us. Both sides. Yeah. Our human personas are also dating, so we have that there. And then we, because um, if he's a pup and he makes me mad, he's going to get in trouble as a handler. But if he is in his human form and he's going to make me mad, then I'm in my human form going to be mad at him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is that hard to do? Is it hard to separate both? Because I. Not for us, surprisingly. No. I'm actually really surprised that it wasn't really that difficult for us to do, so far at least. We talked about it pretty early on in the relationship of like, hey, where does the balance come in? Like, where are you going to be comfortable where it's like, hey, okay, we need to back off on puppy for a little bit and just be us? Because like he said, I'm still dating the human that's under the hood at the end of the day. Aww. And just I, co- I don't know why, but... <laughs> the last question I have for you before you can run away again is, what is your favorite thing about temper? I know, right? Just like in the gut. <laughs> Temper is everything that I like about myself and not the parts that I don't like about myself. <laughs> wow. We're both outgoing. Uh-huh. We're, we both try our best to be good people and good pups. We genuinely do. I'm not saying we are. I'm just saying we genuinely try. Uh-huh. And we we'll go to hell and back for our friends. And that's something that is really lost amongst a lot of people. Hmm. Aw. I love that. I'll ask you the same question just so you get to say your piece. What is your favorite thing about Pup Fenrir? And you can't steal his answer. Damn it. Um. There's just... From... Moment of from the moment of meeting him, there was just something about him that just put my guard down. Because of my background in the military and my career field that I was in, I'm very guarded, and I've had a lot of bad life experiences that made me even more guarded. To find somebody so quickly in my puppy journey that I could just be myself with and just naturally let the walls down, not care, not be afraid of who I am, and just be able to be me was without a doubt what's started everything where I was right off the bat I was like hold on there might be more to this in a friendship because this is, I just feel way too comfortable around him way too easily I don't get comfortable with very many people that quickly it usually takes a long time and like anybody you got to earn trust and build that trust right. and for some reason from the get-go with him it was like I don't feel that, that I have to be guarded I can be the crazy psychotic husky that I am and some crazy reason he's still here. <laughs> he's actually a hooskafloof. What is a hooskafloof? <laughs> what is that? I've never heard that fl- phrase. <laughs> it is a floofy husky, and... He doesn't have any hair on him. Have you... Have oh, you, is it just the hair? Have you heard him talk? Oh. No brain. Just floof. There's there's <laughs> not a thought behind those eyes. Do you hear that, that sound on TikTok, and you're like, that's literally you? <laughs> That's too funny. So in wrapping up, what advice would you give to someone who has seen your pictures or has seen other pictures on social media about puppy play and is like, 
I want to deep dive into this. How, where could they start and how could they do that? There's, there's two different options that I would advise. The first one is take the, take the route I take. Dive in the deep end and just go for it. The worst that's going to happen is, hey, it's not for you. The other alternative, do kind of what I did, but take it a little slower. Reach out to people. Come up, if you, if you see me out at Amash, come up and ask me my story, and I can go a little more into detail and a little more of the like, personal side of it and whatnot. You can come up, any pup, if you like, the, like I was saying with Pup Diesel, mess, reach out to that person or that pup that you see on Instagram or that social media platform and say, hey, what's it about? What advice would you have? And then you go that route and do, do your research because there's – Luckily, it's becoming more and more commonplace now that it's not like when I started, which wasn't that long ago, but even in that short amount of time, there's so much more information. There's books out there. It's become a lot more common on the the social media platforms. So it's a lot easier now to find people to say, hey, what's this about? Rather than just doing like I did of going, hey, well, let's cover my eyes, walk into the woods and hope I don't hit a tree. (laughs) A question that popped into my is there any wrong way to do pup play right i feel like there's a lot of people that are like oh no i don't know if it's for me because i don't know if i could is there any wrong way to do pup play as long as you have consent in whatever you are doing there will not be a wrong way to approach it do you ever find because you're such a i can't i can't remember the phrase a floof (laughs) do you ever find that there's a lot of not asking for consent not really because part of any kink whether it's little whether it's ABDL whether it's furry whether it's leather the basis of everything we do is consent and you know that without consent you can't have kink it's just that simple it's a good rule and can't be said enough uh last question for you what is your favorite thing about being temper just the sheer happiness when people see me Every single person, whether it be person, pup, handler, kitty, whatever it may be, I I get the same greeting across the board. People are like, I just want to hug you. There's something about you when I see you, I just want to run up and hug you and you just have a good vibe about you. And that means the world to me because it's like for that 10, 15 minutes, those couple hours, whatever it is that that those people are around me, they're having the time of their life, just loving every second of it, going, oh my God, he's lost his mind, he's adorable, but that's what makes him fun. <laughs> Aww. Also very true. If you ever see him at an event, it literally walking pup, like in front of you. No thought behind his eyes. Well, thank you, Temper, for coming to Newsy Snook and talking about puppy play and your journey. Thank you much. All right, kiddos, before I go, one quick announcement. Thank you all for your continued support for this podcast. I can't express my gratitude enough when you send me your messages on how this podcast has helped you. In an effort to help sustain this podcast and help the community, I am opening up advertising slots on this podcast to any and all ABDL and kink businesses. If you're interested in having your ad play during this podcast, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at NewsyBaby. All right, kiddos. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye.